everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of the Dynasty Sports Podcast. Uh, we took another short break, but you know what? We are back, and we're going to be talking some baseball to start out, because uh, baseball's back. It's in business. Is this, the fir- this is the first episode since opening day, so like, we got a lot to cover, we know that, but, but we're ready to bring it. Yeah. Uh, and we got Noah Baker on the pod today. So Hello, everybody. Hey, what's Micah's up? enjoying a nice vacation. Yeah, so. Micah, Micah's on vacay. Uh, we we hope he's having a great time. I think he is having a great time, and we'll miss him. But uh, we're happy that Baker could join the pod instead. So, yeah. um, what are we gonna start with today, guys? Okay, we're uh, gonna we're gonna start off with going through the uh, updated power rankings uh, from today. It is the 18th of April, so uh, you know it's gonna come out a little bit later. Yeah, we'll start off the top 10 power rankings from the MLB. Uh, I'll start off by just listing the top six. So, at number 10, we have the St. Louis Cardinals. Number 9 is the San Diego Padres. 8 is the Tampa Bay Rays. 7 is the San Francisco Giants. And 6 is the New York Yankees. And I think up to this point in the season, like, those are... Yeah, when was this... Like, when are these power rankings posted... I think they're today. posted today. Yeah, yeah, today. So then, why are the Giants yeah. so high? I don't. Why? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. There's I lots of teams. I feel like their biggest miss, I, from what I see there. I feel like more to like base power rankings. They haven't really just, moved. It's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know about that. Yankees sixth. Yankees no, they're not. Two of three to the Orioles. I mean, yeah, yeah seems I, like they really they're right. The Rays after losing like three out of four to the A's. I mean, right now I'm just. Well, okay. I I feel like, let's put it this way, right? You look at these teams and like, I think out of those six there, or sorry, out of those four, the, the Yankees, the Rays, especially in the AL East, are two teams that needed to have good starts. And I think even the Cardinals, maybe, you could throw in there, you know. Also the Padres. I think the Giants is really kind of stupid on that on that list. But the other four teams, yeah. the Cardinals, the Padres, Rays, and, and Yankees, it's it's four teams that are obviously contending this year. And, you know, we saw in the AL East, or the American League, but the AL East in particular, how close it was last year. And it, it literally came down to game 162. And so that's why, like, it's it was it's crucial for those four teams to have a good start to the year because it's gonna come back and impact them later in the year if if they can't, and you know they're gonna have to win a lot more games. So I think that's why you know those are those are four teams right there who really needed better starts, and you I know mean, it, we're only about ten I games think in. But I agree. I mean, the, like. I know you guys think I'm a Cardinals fan when I'm not, but they're first in the division, so they're not off to the greatest start. They're two games above 500, which is good. Well, their but division is pretty. I horrible. think. Um, yeah. I mean, Brewers, but what other than I, that, yeah. I think what I'm getting a sense of here is that these power rankings are not like just to this point in the season. They're adjusted for how the MLB thinks it's going to play out, like at the end of the year. Like, I know because, or else the Yankees yeah. wouldn't even be on the list. Yeah. Like, and the, the power rankings are supposed to be like how they've been. I don't know if the Pirates would be top ten though, because it's like 
I think they're more projecting. Well, I mean, the way. pirates have been later in the season. They'll probably be yeah. doing actual. If it was just like, and the Rockies would be on this. this yeah, list. the Rockies. Yeah. So, yeah, I think just to, like four teams, especially the Rays and the Yankees, who needed to get off to better starts, and you know, still, still only a game back from the top of the division, but but they didn't you know, like, they like the Yankees not like. Like, sweeping the Orioles should have been something they were going for. They ended up losing two of three. Rays lost three yeah. four to the A's. Like, those are big failures on their part that yeah. you have to take 100%. care of business. Because when it comes down to the wire in September and August, like, these are games that are going to be like, we really needed to win three or four against the A's. Or we really yeah. should have won two or three against the Orioles. Like, yeah. And that, the one yeah. game the Rays did beat the A's was an in extra innings. So, yeah, you can also put out the Jays. The they should have they they swept the A's too. They won the games they got destroyed and had to bring in Brett Phillips to pitch. I think we're gonna like, yeah. I think with the Blue Jays, I think we can just jump right into it now. I mean, Hunjin Ryu has been the wait, uh, wait, wait. We gotta go over the rest of the power rankings, okay? All right, okay. um, so let's go. Number oh, five, is I have one more thing, okay? Yeah, go ahead, or like that, we should add to the list. Okay. All, right. All right. Um, I'm just gonna say one more thing. I think that, I think we're once again sleeping on the San Francisco Giants. I mean, managed by Gabe Kaplan, huh. the best in the business. I mean, their rotation has looked phenomenal. Alex yeah. Cobb is throwing as h- harder than he ever has before. His fastball's touching yeah. 96. He's like 30 something, and he's <laughs> he's finally learning how to throw hard. I mean, I don't know what they're doing over there, but like they just figure stuff out with pitching. And it's yeah. looking like they're doing it again. Rodon's yeah. looking better than last year. Like I just want to say, this Webb is back in the ones ERAs. Alex Wood, Webb, I mean, Rodon, and Wood. I mean, you could say the same thing about the Mets. They've all been really good. Chris yeah, Bassett yeah. has Mets, been performing amazing been... so far. Well, Carrasco also. Yeah, whole whole pitching staff has been. Spot the Mets on. have been good, but they've 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 just they've done what they've needed to do. Like they haven't really like. Oh no, hundred percent. Yeah, they beat the Nats yeah. three out of four games, which is nice. So I think they're definitely um, they're they're definitely performing. Yeah. All right. Okay. So number back. four is the Houston Astros. Who? All right. How are they doing? Know, I don't. They're they're five and four, and they're they're <laughs> not first in their division. So Angels. Maybe maybe a little bit surprising there. Uh, three <laughs> is the White Sox, who have gotten off to a six and three start. And, and you know, I think I think things are going well for them. Like their their good players are playing well. Hendricks, the injuries are going to be. They took two out of three against the Rays. Like I watched, um, it's it's, um, they signed Cueto. Like is he? He's definitely going to have to be up soon. I mean, I saw yesterday. Like they've got guys. They got they had Vince Velasquez going yesterday. He was just walking everybody. Like it's going to be tough. They lost Lynn Giolito. Like. Dylan Cease has I a lot of pressure Lynn, on him right now. Is Lynn yeah. going to be back soon? I mean, uh, yeah, I think so. I think in like a week or two. Because yeah. he was playing catch on last Wednesday. Yeah. I mean, um, that doesn't really mean anything. I mean, it does a bit. I think that the White yeah. Sox are going to be able to do just well enough that when these guys get back, they're, they'll pick up, they'll win the division, like... The yeah, AL Central yeah. is a division where if the I White mean already <laughs> in the AL Central the White Sox are first at six and three and second is the Tigers who are four and five. 
Yeah, like so, it's it's unfortunate that and like those two injuries are big injuries. It's, so once they come back, Carlos Correa hasn't quite picked it up yet for the Twins. He had a nice day at the plate today, but I think that once he gets going, things will start to pick up. Sonny Gray's already in the IL for Minnesota, so like oh, man, there goes your pitching depth. I mean, they really they're gonna have to have guys step up. It's gonna be interesting there. Yeah, number two is the Toronto Blue Jays, who. They're sitting atop the AL East right now. So yeah, Vladi tied, tied in first for homer. I think the start for Toronto is exactly how it should have gone. Like win both series against the A's and Rangers, and split the series with the Yankees. I think those were just expectations, and they fulfilled them. Did yeah. they exceed yeah. them? No. I mean, exceeding them would have been the pitching needs to be a little better though. Yeah, it does. I mean, Manoa has been insane. Other than that, yeah, but as a team combined, as a team combined, their starters have a five point four ERA. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. that needs to definitely go down. Yeah, we were. Um, They got a lot of. And then one, of course, the LA Dodgers. You know, no one's beaten them. They're the best team by far. So. Yeah, they're on a six-game winning streak. Andrew Heaney figuring it out. Look, they're tied yeah. for first in their division at seven and yeah. two. Giants again. Giants. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and then third, they're only one game back. The Rockies, like that division. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so the Rockies. Rocky. Yeah. The Rockies will fall off, but I mean, they've been good on the. They've won a couple games on the road, so that's nice for them. I like that for them. I mean, yeah. the Dodgers, like, they just get pitchers to step up, somewhat like the Giants, except for. They got more star power, but even Andrew Heaney doesn't give up yeah, a run. Yeah, Heaney. I mean, he's been he's been, he's been amazing, very yeah. impressive. Props to them. Yeah. Clearly, they uh they they paid him like a lot of people were like that's a lot of money for a guy who's just DFA'd, but they know what they're doing over there, so that's a nice nice move there. I mean, yeah, I think Texas. I think that's been like really rough. Texas and the Reds have been the worst teams in baseball thus far. Yeah. And the Rangers also. Marcus Simeon is not been... worked up to this point. Good thing it's still early for them, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. yeah. A hot start That's would have been nice for him. Get Rangers fans yeah. excited, but really, it's been rough. John Gray in the IL. Plus, we saw we saw how, how well Mark Simeon did at the start of the year last year. Mm-hmm. He, he won player of the month. Yeah. So, you're yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, the pitching staff it's... without John Gray, it's. They, yeah. I, Who's like the Rangers' up? offense has been doing what they expected their offense to do, which is well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their offense—they've scored four. Yeah, they've runs. scored. It's just that their pitching is Imagine just. Yeah, they're pitching. A very. It's like they're yeah. like the Tigers almost. Their pitching is a problem. That's why you don't spend half a billion dollars on a middle infield and just think you don't need anything else. Yeah, like the yeah. Rangers are tied it's for like, full of runs this year. It's been disappointing. Yeah. I, mean, I think they're going to pick that up because, like, Simeon will get going. He's not going to hit 150. Like, he's going to yeah. get going. He's going to start hitting some home runs. But also, you make the move from Buffalo, Dunedin, and Rogers Center to Globe Life Field. Like, it, it's tough. You have to adjust. Like, it is a yeah. very, very – they're polar opposites, really. Yeah, they're pitching yeah, as the highest year at this year in baseball. Yeah, that's true. But and, so, like, point three above the second highest. Yeah. They're going to make um, that – I mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Let's talk about some teams, I mean, so far, that we think have been, I, I guess, with our first look at them at the start of the season, maybe before the season, were a bit overrated or underrated. 
I mean, I will start off by saying the Giants again, you know? Yeah. Underrated as always. I mean, we just talked about it a little, but, like, it's insane. Because it's, like, it's... It's like you have a, you have teams like the Rays and the Giants, which is like don't really have any superstars at all, but they're always just good. But you know, this year even the the Giants traded for Chris Bryant last year and lost him. You know, like the Giants lost a couple players. They lost Buster Posey. Still, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, they and, got a certain really good player, Joey Bart. Wow, very impressive. Yeah. Joey Bart's been had a nice start to the year. Like they just get guys to pick up the slack, and guys they lose. You know, yeah, and that's that's what good teams do. They don't they don't take their they take their losses and stride. Oh yeah, they also lost Kevin Gossman. Let's yeah, but yeah, they got Rodon. Rodon has been like incredible, incredible. Yeah, he he has. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so very underrated team at the start of the year. I mean, has there been any teams that have been overrated? I think like maybe the Yankees a little bit. Yeah, maybe I see it. Yankees, or the Red Sox. Maybe the Astros. But maybe I feel the like a lot of the Yankees, AL... a lot of people think they're like it's mainly thing. only the Yankees fans that overrate them. I mean, I think the Yankees mm. like I think Joe. I mean, Max, Max, that that is that is true. However, I think a lot of the time, like people that aren't Yankees fans, just talk about how bad the Yankees are because it's easy of. To like you know, because they want to piss off Yankees fans, but at the end of the day, like the Yankees should be a lot better than this. Yeah, so, like they, yeah, they, they were. But uh, over like most people know, uh, most people know they're not winning the division. The frustration they're probably not coming second. The, the frustration uh, about the shortstop situation is there again, though. Like it doesn't yeah. take a long time to realize that Isaiah Kinnafalafa has been horrible. He's been very disappointing, like, and like he's, yeah. but. And I mean, Glaber especially Torres they gave up. Well. Like Glaber gave Torres up so doesn't much. look like he's improved one bit. He, I know, and he, he just he swings at everything. He's not a good defender at all. Like, and you know, it, it's the exact same. It's like, got, how long are you going to stick with him uh, before you change something? Yeah, they gave up a lot for him. They gave up a lot and hasn't showed to do yeah. anything really. They got Connor Falefa because I mean, they wanted didn't... that pressure off of Glaber Torres. Now Connor yeah. Falefa is not hitting. So they're resorting to putting Glaber Torres back at shortstop, and he just looks like, you know, he, he can't handle it. He cannot handle yeah. the pressure. It really comes yeah. down to that. Like, I think, you know, this offseason, Brian Cashman's job should absolutely be in jeopardy. It should be. Yeah. He yeah. should be on the it hot should. seat 100%. Yeah. Like, the fact that this team has pretty much all the money in the world, and this is what they did with it. They took a salary dump, basically, with Josh Donaldson, you know, hoped he would perform. I still think he's going to be fine, but, like, Gave that money to the Twins to sign Correa? Like, yeah. I mean, Carlos Correa for this team. Like, come on. And let's look, look. The other thing is that that's going to be their biggest issue all years, the shortstop position. And, like, if you – leading up to the trade deadline, like, it just feels like they can't leave it alone. Like, because Gleyber Torres it cannot be your shortstop going into trying to make a deep playoff run and win a World Series. But it's like – if you leading up to the trade deadline, I mean, almost every single good shortstop in the league is pretty much on a winning team. Yeah, and they lost Gio or like, And here's the other thing: unless you trade for Correa, like that's really they're they're putting all this pressure on Anthony Volpe. He has to be good. He has to be good because if he comes up and he's a dud, then what happens? Like, yeah, he's he's a great prospect, but why are you focusing on this prospect so much? 
that it's affecting your team's ability to win. Like, you could have yeah. signed yeah. Correa to a short-term deal. He was willing to take that. Like, if you're the Yankees, why are you not paying Correa, like, two years, $36 million a year? Like, just, and be the stopgap until Volpe comes up. Like, yeah. it's it's really, it's it's a weird approach, and it's not working. And they try and play this weird sort of, they're, they're somewhere in the middle of a big market team, but they also want to play like the Rays and, you know, use their strategy so much. And it doesn't work. It doesn't work for them. Yeah. Yeah. And Joey All Gallo. Right, let's, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about another AL East team and one player in particular. The Toronto Blue Jays had a lot of hopes for Hunjin Ryu to bounce back this year. And so far, uh, in two starts this season, He's given up 11 earned runs through seven innings, I believe. Maybe like 7.1, 7.2. You know, it's just, it's it's been really bad. Like, it's been been really bad. And I think that last year, he obviously had a very down year. But like, there there were some excuses, you know, like there were some injuries. There were like some family issues that he had and whatever and like he couldn't see his family at all because they couldn't come to Canada or something like that and you know just again like injuries not being able to pitch to Danny Jansen every game you know because at the end of the day like Reeves a guy who needs everything to be exactly on point to pitch very well and he was able to do that throughout his entire career so as soon as some things happened you know it you could kind of expect him to not be as great but you know, that was an excuse for last year. This year, there hasn't been an excuse, and he's just been awful. I mean, so, I feel like the injury could play a part in this. Like, what if he was pitching the whole this whole year, like in these two starts with an, with the injury? I don't think so. Well, I mean, I okay, yeah, well, it, because his first game on the record, really well. Just, just first... to put on the record, Charlie Montoya did say that. Well, now Ryu's on the IL, the ten day IL with left forearm soreness and Montoyo said after the game that it was something that he was dealing with like during warm-ups and whatever and tried to pitch through it and like if that's the case fine but the problem is like people have just been waiting for you to bounce back for so long now that every single time he doesn't have a good game there's an excuse for it and it, like it's it's enough of that at this point because like how long are we going to keep making excuses and waiting for him to have a good start until he actually does it like you can't do it forever and i i strongly believe that Ryu would have a bounce back here there's obviously still a ton of time for him to do that because he's still going to get another 25 plus starts if he is if he were to be in the rotation for us the whole year so there's a lot of time for him to do that but it's just like it's slowly going away. Like, the hope for you to bounce back is slowly going away. And, like, you know, he also – he has a very important role on this team. He he doesn't need to be the ace anymore. I mean, if he was as good as, as, good as we've seen him, that would be great. But, like, no one's really – that's not the expectation for him anymore. And I think, you know, I, I, I really don't know what the issue is at this point. The – um. Like, just to highlight a couple things. Number one, he's 35 years old. Okay, there's that. He's, he's, yeah. he's on the end of his career. And pitchers do decline. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it sucks, but they do. His velocity is also down. It's down on the cutter. It's down, like, a few notches. Fastball, same thing. It's down on everything. So there's that. His fastball is being thrown 35.8% of the time. 
it's it's expected batting average is three ninety two. That is just ridiculous. yeah. What the? Yeah, saying way too much. It is getting crushed, and it, it's yeah. It's getting it's actually is the batting average in uh in practice is actually three seventy five. So he's actually getting even lucky that it's not getting hit at like the four hundred you know rate. So yeah. Right now. He, his pitch usage is not good because he's, he's throwing his fastball way too much and it's getting crushed. So he, yeah. he needs to take this time on the IL and he needs to work with Pete Walker on what they're going to do about it. Because last year, you know, maybe he tries to throw a sinker, but for his career, his sinker also gets crushed. So yeah. there are solutions. He's going to have to explore them, but we'll see, we'll see how it changes him, you know, because... Yeah, and the other thing is, like, you know, Ryu signed this deal with a complete no trade clause. So like he's not he's not going anywhere. You know, he'd have to approve to be sent down to the minors, which he wouldn't do that. Yeah. So this this team, like this Blue Jays team is stuck with him for the next two years. Like that's it. They have I to did, find a solution to make him better. I didn't like, there's no moving it. No trade clause. Yeah. I mean, there, okay. There, I, there's no moving it. I mean, yeah. With this MLB team that, for the next two years. I know trade well, clause just means that he gets to control where he goes. Yeah, like, he can he can get traded. Like, he... most most players end up waiving that if they sign a long-term deal. I don't think the Jays can really However, trade. However, nobody wants to trade for him. Yeah, Ryu. exactly. Yeah. So, no one wants to. And plus, I don't think he really wants to move. Like, you know, it, it's probably going to be his last contract before he retires. Yeah, so he so would want to be on a contending the, the, team. Yeah, and there's just yeah, there's there's no point for him to do it. His swing, you know, he'll his he'll make his twenty million dollars a year with this World Series contending organization because why wouldn't he? You know, his whiff rate on his curveball last year was thirty five percent. This year it's nine percent. So yeah, really yeah. To get those things and misses. His, He's not hitting his spots. I, I saw this thing earlier. His his fastball was like the average exit velocity on his on it was. Almost like a hundred and ten miles an hour. What the? Like it's it's this insane. year. Yeah, this year. I, so I, I don't think that's true. There's no baseball. Savant has it listed in, uh, at ninety five point eight. Ninety five. Okay, I don't know that. Yeah, no, but, but like he's still, he's in he's in the bottom percentile of like hard mm. hit percentage on his fastball. Yeah, no. like he, yeah, he, his, he literally has the worst fastball in Major League Baseball. He does, and. It, the fact that he still uses it so much, and it doesn't even make sense because it's like he used to be like a primarily like change up guy who would like sometimes try and jam hitters, you know, like their hands with cutters and then throw a change up like low and away. And so, it, like, I, I don't, yeah, and I don't know where that changed and why all of a sudden he decided that throwing an 88 mile an hour fastball down the middle every time would work. But you yeah, know he, that that's what he decided, and he hasn't changed anything. And, I know, you know, and that it's the, just yeah. the adjustments that he's not making is really what it's 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 yeah. really what's disappointing. Yeah, like we like, really it's, it's literally the same thing game after game. His baseball There's never mechanical adjustment. The only thing that's in the red is walk percentage, and it's seventy two. Everything else yeah. is blue because everything he throws like, is right down the middle. It's impossible for him to walk anybody. Yeah, basically. 2020 yeah. is where it's it's the Ryu that we all want to see. 2020, Hunter yeah. Ryu threw his changeup more than any pitch, 27.8% of the time. And, and guess and, what? That made his fastball more effective because 
Yeah. They weren't expecting it, and they were hitting it more weekly. Now, yeah. he's throwing his fastball way more. His changeup isn't even his second most used pitch. It's his third. So, yeah. like... It's like, I, 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 like, I remember watching in 2020 Ryu pitch games against, like, the Yankees, for example, where it was like he'd get Aaron Judge to swing and miss late at his 88-mile-an-hour fastball mm-hmm. because yeah. he would throw his changeup so much that all of a sudden it's unexpected for him to throw that fastball. But now what hitters can expect is a batting practice pitch right down the middle every single time they come up to the play with him. And that's what they get. Like, he's giving the hitters everything that they want. And, you know, all the scouting reports that they have on him are, you know, just completely what happens every single time. It's like, you know, old Hanjin Ryu was so dominant because you could have a scouting report. Everyone knows that he was going to throw a mix of change-ups and fastball, cutter, you know, sometimes mix in a curve here and there. But the reason that it was still so effective was because even though everyone knows what he's going to do, it's still very, very hard to hit. At this point, what everyone is expecting is literally just a fastball down the middle. So yeah. I, I don't know where that changed. Like, I don't know where things went wrong. And he decided to start throwing this fastball 35% of the time. But it, it just it doesn't make any sense. The, the thing is, there is still, like, pitchers like him still can be successful in today's yeah. game, contrary to popular belief. Like, Nestor Cortez right now, has he's looking amazing, and he did last year too. What Nestor Cortez is doing is that, you know, he's mixing up his pitches. Like, that's really, yeah. at the end of the yeah. day, that's yeah. really what it is. Like, Ryu, yeah. you're throwing, your, if you throw your fastball like five times, like, even if you throw it three times in that bat, the third time it's going to get hit. It's not a really, like... But once you start mixing your pitches, that's when you find success. So I hope he takes his IL stint. You know, he realizes what he's doing and that he can start going back to 2020 Ryu because the Blue Jays absolutely need that from him. Yeah. yeah they did. Like 2019-2020 Ryu was one of the most 2018 dominant pitchers. 2018-2020 Ryu. Yeah, it was one, yeah. one of the most dominant pitchers in baseball. And we need that. Was. Yeah. And now he's yeah. like... So we're yeah. ready for you, Ryu. All right. Shall we move on? Yeah. Yes, we shall. Okay. What's, do you, are we going to want to talk about NBA now? Yeah. I guess I we should yeah. move on to NBA. Lance McCullers, sixth or, day I, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain it's just a paper move. Like, same I just thing saw with, that. Same yeah. thing with Shane Baz being moved to the 60-day IL. They need to create a 40-man spot if they can. So, like, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's all all it is. Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the NBA now. Um, the first round of the playoffs has started. And I think I think every team has played their first game, mm-hmm. if I'm correct. Yeah. Um, so, no. the 76ers, we'll, we'll just go over who won their first game. Um, the 76ers beat the Raptors in game one. Um, the Celtics beat the Nets on a buzzer beater in game one. I believe the Bucs beat the Bulls in game yeah. one. Yeah, they did. And the Heat beat Atlanta in game one. So, and all expected. Ja- all the, and all Jazz the beat the Mavs. Jazz beat the Mavs yeah. is the only one that's, um, I guess, an upset. Yeah. Well, no, no, because the Timberwolves beat the Grizzlies yeah, also. That's the bigger upset. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the Warriors beat the Nuggets and the Suns beat New Orleans. So, 
all expected except for I guess the the Grizzlies Timberwolves because I mean you know four versus five seed can really go anyway. There's not really anybody expected to win there. Um, but some things worth noting is that uh, well tonight a lot of the second games are being played, but I mean I don't really know the injury reports on any teams except for the Raptors, but I think it's fair to assume that the Raptors probably dealt with the hardest injury report after game one because now they won't have Scotty Barnes tonight. Thad Young got injured, but he's most likely playing. Gary Trent Jr. probably will not play tonight. And the same goes for Ken Birch. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's really tough because, like, overall, as a combined team, like, the Raptors have the ability to shut down the 76ers. They do. But without those three guys, maybe four, like, that makes it a lot harder because, like, the whole reason that Scotty and Gary are there is because, you know, well, you have other guys shutting down Joel Embiid. Those are the guys that, you know, play on the perimeter and, you know, make sure that Embiid doesn't really have anywhere to, to pass. And, you know, they guard the guys like Harden and now you don't have that. So it's going to be, it's going to be really, really tough. But, you know, it, the difference with the Raptors is that they have three guys tonight who are playing that are all NBA champions and the 76ers have, well, Danny Green. But other than that, you know. <laughs> On the Raptors. But, you know, the Raptors, the Raptors know how to win in the playoffs. And as, and, as, I, get, as I get a Slim Jim, Chris Boucher ad, I, I think it's fair to point out that him and Precious, their roles just, you know, they've increased now. Like, the bench didn't really improve that much at the deadline, aside from Thad Young. Now the bench is going to have to come in and clutch up with Scotty and Derry out for the game. So, I mean, who's going to, like, how, how are they going to start? Like, who's going to play, who's going to play shooting guard? How are they going to line up? My prediction is going to be, it's going to be like Fred, OG, Pascal, Precious, and then, oh, man. I, don't, I don't even know, really. Malachi but, Flynn, I guess. Yeah, you're right. I mean, like, Aaron and They Le- might legitimately start Armoni Brooks, which they have done a few oh. times this year. Hope. I mean... I think but, he's better than Flynn, honestly. As a shooting. I mean, we'll have to see. But, like, Nick Nurse is, in my opinion, the best coach in the NBA. And, you know, the Raptors are the toughest team to play against in the NBA. So, no matter who they put out on the floor, they have a system that every single guy on the team buys into. And they're on the team because they're able to play that system well. So, and, you know, that system really – doesn't work well for the 76ers offense. So, I mean, there's there's no excuses, really. Like, whoever is put out there on the floor has a job to do, and, you know, they're expected to do it well, which is why they're on this team. And, you know, if they do do it well, then they'll shut down and beat and Harden, and, you know, they'll win. But yeah. one, of the, one of the biggest – the, the game that they lost wasn't even about uh, – well, first of all, Tyrese Maxey had 38 points. So let's just put that out there, that Tyrese Maxey is a very good player and was definitely able to step up because Embiid and Harden didn't do very well. Like Embiid was held to 19 points, I believe. And he's a guy that averaged 30 on the season. So it's it's not, it wasn't about they had trouble. Embiid, oh uh, yeah, 90 they didn't, they didn't have trouble stopping the, the 76ers stars, but they did have trouble, I guess, 
stopping kind of that third option and you know just Harry's those met- other guys around them and, and to buy his hair the, the other thing point. Yeah, yeah the and, raptors weren't getting any just, calls though the other but the other thing about that game was that the raptors lost the possession battle by a lot and the raptors are a team that's very focused on not turning over the ball and you know having more possessions than the other team because i i can't remember exactly what the record was but it was like when they win the possession battle they have like a something in the 40s and then something in the 20s you know that's their record they win a lot of games but you know they they were like 2 and 7 or something when they lose that battle so it's like just having those possessions against this team is what's going to be really important because Allowing yeah. them to have more possessions just means more opportunity for, you know, Embiid or Harden and to also, either score or make their teammates better. So Yeah, like that's bring those records knowing how much they've won the possession battles. Yeah. So they usually do. It's their primary focus and you know, playing in transition and being able to just keep the ball and you know, that, that got disrupted by the seventy sixers. So it, it it was a great defensive game for the 76ers. And, you know, but the Raptors, they gave up a lot of points. They did. But they executed their defensive game plan in the sense that they they stopped the guys that they needed to. But it's just the other guys around them. Like, as soon as you cut off Embiid's ability to score, he's just going to start passing the ball to other guys. And that's just it's something that they weren't quite prepared for. You know, they they probably expected that to be mostly Tobias Harris and, you know, James Harden. But it ended up being Tyrese Maxey a lot of the time, and he had a great game. So, got to give him credit for that. But, you know, I I do believe that the Raptors will adjust. I think the injuries make this series a lot more interesting now. Um, But we'll see. And, you know, I think that, uh, yeah, I think they'll adjust. It will still be a good series. Yep. Yeah, and man. hopefully we get and bounce back with the, the Raptors can bounce back with the win tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about an interesting topic that has, I guess, kind of, you know, spread a bit more uh, in recent days since the Lakers season. Yeah, they're, well, they're not in the postseason. Will LeBron James retire? No. I mean. I don't think so. What does everyone here think? No. Pro- no. Where did you like, see that? I think he's gonna go play with Bronny. Yeah, I think it's, I feel like we've been determined we, that he will play. With I Bronny. guess he saw it somewhere. Maybe there's a chance, but I just don't see why he would. Is it this year? He said is he wanted to play year, with Bronny. Bronny's draft year? No, I think it's next year. I no, think. it's next year. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I mean, the the only reason that I bring it up is because you know LeBron was asked about it, and you know he didn't like. He he really didn't say like for sure I'm coming back. It was more of like uh you know, I he 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 said himself that he knows that he still has the ability to perform at a high level, which he showed this year, and but it just it comes down to his health and you know just a, a bunch of that stuff, which you know that that that's all things that he said, and I you know I I completely agree like. Because what we've seen with LeBron is he's still obviously one of the best players in the NBA. Like, there, there's no doubt about that. He is. And yeah. so, I think – but it, it just – it comes down, again, to his health. Like, 
he's faced a lot more injuries as he's gotten older and, you know, a lot more severe injuries, I'd say, as well. And so it, it's going to come down to that. And I think that that's kind of another reason, like, it put into perspective for me, especially, that it's like when, obviously, Tom Brady isn't retired anymore. But when I heard initially that he retired, I was like, why? You know, he's still so good. He's going to be the, the front runner in uh, MVP voting. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how good you are when you get to a certain age. You know, you don't really want to keep playing if you're always just going to be injured and, you know, your injuries are going to be a lot more severe if your stamina is down and you can't keep up with the pace, you know. I also feel like for them... LeBron is getting older and we have to accept that. You know, he could retire very soon. But I feel like the only reason why, like, Brady and LeBron is different because LeBron said he wants to play with Bronny. And that's mainly, in my opinion, the reason. Because he would probably want to spend time with his family, both, like... I feel like when you get to a certain age like that, it, let's say it was me at that situation, I might just retire to spend time with my family or something. Yeah. But the thing with LeBron is he said he wants to play with Bronny. So why yeah, but just he wants to. He didn't say that he will, though, because it's, it's not just a given. Like, well, first of all, let's put it this way. like It's, it's not like, like a team has to, first of all, take LeBron if they want if they take Bronny, you know, LeBron can't just go there. But yeah. second of all, like, of course he's going to want to play with his son. His son's going to be in the NBA in two years. Of course he's going to, you know, want to play with him. But, like, it comes down to his health. Like, is he going to be able to play? You know? Yeah. Yeah, so... I really wonder what's going to happen <laughs> with that. But I feel like, I feel like Bronny's going to, I feel like anyone will sign LeBron, though. I feel like, or Le- yeah. Le- Le- I think LeBron will just have to give in. As long as LeBron isn't willing, like, as... I or a team will, get... you know, trade up. Or a team will trade for Bronny. Like, or, like, you know, they'll give up way too much and, you know... That's true. Another question is, is, do you guys think that someone will take Bronny higher so that they'll be able to get LeBron on the team? Yes. We talked about this already. We did, and yes. If LeBron, like, makes it known that he will play with Bronny, and I think yeah. he will close to the time. Like, I think so too. like closer to the end of next year. My bad, guys. Too. Sorry about that. I just kind of. Oh, no, you're, good. <laughs> you're good. But yeah, I think that we'll know much closer to then. And yes, I do think a team would end up taking Bronny earlier. Yeah. Like they they would, and it, Bronny's not going to be a bad player necessarily, but he's not. He's probably going to go way too high, just because the team's going to want LeBron. In LeBron, well, didn't he say he's gonna like that, take yeah. a le- uh worse like less money to play with his son? Yeah, but he's not gonna take. Like... No, but I actually disagree. I don't. I don't think Brian will go too high at all. Because like, I think he definitely. I think will the go team, higher. playoff team will want to trade up for him. Sorry. Like he's not that good. Like he's okay, but he's I think not... a playoff team would want to trade up for him. They could, but like. I, there's no reason for a, a rebuilding team to do that. Like, there's no reason for a rebuilding team to trade down. Yeah, I don't think it. Yeah. So right. I, I feel that, like maybe late first round. If, if like, but knows... okay, well let, let, let's put it this way: like rebuilding teams, they're not they're not just gonna take Bronny to get LeBron because there's no reason for them to have LeBron. You know, yeah. they're they're building for their future. They're gonna take the the cornerstone of their franchise, who's you know, gonna be their best bet to win in the future. They're not just gonna take a player so they can get LeBron for a year. Like, he'll probably go, there's, there's, imagine there's no he'll go, like, to do that. late 
first round, maybe to a contending team. I I think he'll go second round, middle of the second yeah, round. Yeah, I think he will too. LeBron is LeBron good. is not a top tier player in this class. He is. What if? Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy. What if LeBron confirms that he will be going to the team that Brian plays for? Like, at the end of next year, he's like, "Yes, I am going to play with my son." As long as they. It's not even about like, he son. could do, he could do that right now, but it wouldn't matter because teams are going to take the best prospect available. You don't, think least, a, I mean, you don't think a contending team in the late round would be like... It's basically like saying LeBron... One. It's basically like saying drafting LeBron. Giving him more money than they would, but... Sure, but maybe not you're drafting a years, 30... But, like, but you're drafting a 39-year-old LeBron who, okay, but you know, his health just, is extremely what questionable. If you just, like, made the, what if you just made the playoffs? You, were, you get to pick late. LeBron is still there. And you can pick him and also get LeBron. Like, you're telling me a team wouldn't if, do that? If you could pick him late, sure. But he's not going to go He's not gonna go higher than expected. But your expectation is mid-second round. To me, he'll probably go to around like 20-something. Because... No, because, because a good team, a good playoff team doesn't, won't need LeBron at that point and probably won't want him. Um, well, well... Why wouldn't they want? Yeah, why wouldn't they want like, them? Because they get him for one year. It's like okay, okay. Let's let's put it this way, right? Based on how Scotty Barnes and Jalen Green are doing right now, like let's say we could have drafted Jalen Green and a thirty-nine-year-old LeBron for one year, and you know tried to win in the playoffs for that one year, or we could take Scotty Barnes, who is the much better prospect, and he'd definitely help us win even more championships in the future. But at the draft, the Raptors weren't in that situation. They were they were coming off the year. But, but it, I'm just saying it hypothetically. I know, but I don't think it's a great comparison. No, but it is. It is because there's a there's quite a few prospects that are better than Brown that uh-huh. could easily make more of an impact rounds, on their team in the future. The Ra- well, okay, but the Raptors didn't make the playoffs coming off that year, and they weren't expect they, they weren't necessarily expecting to make the playoffs this year. Okay, let, let's say let's say they did how they did this year, and you know, the, none of these guys were drafted yet. Their draft is coming up. Like it's just except also the thing it, is, it's just a good but, direct comparison because players that we actually know about. Well, like no, we don't know who's going to be drafted. I, so. Yeah, but we're not like it won't be a situation where a player who's expected to be drafted top five. Mm-hmm. The level of prospect, and then LeBron and someone less, else. Like it's but, but no, but it, it's not. A, it's not about that. It's just about. It doesn't have to be about top prospect or not. It's just about like an immediate comparison, like the difference in skill level between but Scotty Barnes and Jalen Green. It's not the same though, because it, it's no, it, it is the same. It kind of no, because you're you're having someone who's expect who's expected to be a top five prospect that year, and uh, compared to Scotty. Or uh, Scotty Barnes, who, like, who went number four overall, expected to go top five, and Jalen Green. Okay, but but that's and, not my uh, point. My point is, do you want somebody on your team who's gonna be able to have a better impact on your team in the future, and depends what team help you, you and mm-hmm. help you win more in the future, or do you want to take a prospect that's worse than that and won't have as much of an impact? But you can have the impact of LeBron James for one it year. It depends on the team. 
And I But it doesn't because no team is gonna year. tell you that they wanna win for one year and not for the next five years. No team wants to win one championship. They want to win multiple, and there's a window for teams to do that. But how do you know? A championship window for teams is not one year. It never is. Teams don't want to just win for one year. That's that's not how it works. Okay, but the level of prospect in the late first round isn't nearly as good as Scotty Barnes versus Jalen Green. Okay, so so cut off that comparison. But I'm just talking about who directly is going to help your team the most. To win in the future. Some teams are in win now mode. Some teams aren't yeah. that far ahead. I bet you there Some are teams, five... Okay, but again, the teams that are in win now mode, those teams don't want to try and win a championship for one year. They want to try and win it for multiple well, years. They want and how do you do that? You try and get the better player. But not... In the LeBron like, game. A late, LeBron James a late, a late time first round be pick. Yes, a late first round pick. Because a late first round pick is usually able to end up being a second or third option on a championship team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's true. In a way, yeah. That, that's, what, that's what a late first-round pick is. Okay, really I'm just going to how... pick an arbitrary draft year from the last 10 years. How it, really matters 20... how LeBron, it really matters how LeBron plays. What about OG Ananobi or Pascal Siakam? Those are two guys that went further. Like OG was like 23rd and Pascal was 27th, I believe. Okay, so like from the 20th pick to the 30th pick in 2011, the only player who has made an impact is Jimmy Butler. Other than that, none of these well, guys... Well, I, are... I don't know who any of the other players So, Okay, Jimmy Butler, Corey Joseph, Norris Cole... Corey Joseph used to be a very good player. Uh, very good. He's yeah, he was a very him. solid player. He had Ooh, the capability... Yeah. He had the capability to be a top three player on a solid playoff team. For who? When, when was he most solid? Like when? When, when, when he was with the Raptors, like two or three years ago, I think. He averaged like eight points. He, he did. Averaged, he averaged not, not about averages, though. But then what is it? It's just it is. You would take Corey Joseph as a third, a second or third option on a championship team. No, that's not what I said. No, he said what he said. He used to. He you would have back then. Maybe not. Eh. I think he could be in the starting lineup. Yeah, but like, he, be, he could be a quality player on a championship team. Okay, fine, whatever. Norris Cole, Jaquan Johnson, Jordan Hamilton. Yeah, Mark this is a Hon- horrible draft year. Okay, I'll go to the next one then. Like, no, 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 no. Okay. But, okay, so let's put it this way. You had a perfect example right there. Jimmy Butler was in there, and Corey Joseph was in there. So you have to decide, do you want to draft Jimmy Butler to help to try and make an impact on your team? No, because Jimmy Butler is future, Or are you going to take Corey Joseph so you can get LeBron for one year? Jimmy Butler is not the type of player who goes late first round. Yeah. Yeah. But he did. Gosh, but yeah. that's just the, the, one there's going to be surprise like, breakout players in every draft class. That's just how it is. Like Mike Trout. Like, didn't, 2012 didn't have a single player in the bottom. Well, it's kind of like Mike Trout, you know? Yeah. Because like hey, a baseball like, example. Not, okay. Probably you're not getting Mike Trout. You're, okay. yeah. you're not getting a Mike Trout level player. Yeah, but like, you know. The average level player is like, uh, from what I'm seeing, is like a bench player. 
Big uh, average Should we look at last year's draft? Okay, but let's put it this way. Last year's draft kind of sucks. A late first round pick can usually end up with averages similar to maybe like Kyle Lowry, for example. Like between 10 and 15 points, you know, mm-hmm. it, it depends on their position, but, you know, could be from anywhere from like five to eight, either assists or rebounds. And then either like, you know, three, three assists or rebounds. It's like, that that is a good quality player. That's like that's like yeah, an OG that, and an OB type true. of player. You know? So it's like again, do you want a better future or do you want a winning window of one year? I don't think I think that there are teams I think there there are certain teams my argument is basically that most teams would say I'll take the better future, but there are some teams who would say I'll take LeBron James and a slightly worse prospect. And I would say those are, like, the best teams in the league. I would say that. Yeah. Like the top three teams, maybe. Because yeah, but you're also, you're also just kind of underrating the fact that Le- that Bronny is not just a slightly worse prospect. He's a guy that his talent should be in the middle of the second round. It shouldn't be late first round. But like- so, th- so that gap makes it even larger. Because yeah. it's not slightly worse. It's kind of a lot worse. So Okay, I'm going to see what he's projected to go. It's like a three. I think he's like a three, four star. But also the Is name it 2023 20, draft? It's, yeah. It's, is it 2023? Or 2020? You have good offers too, but like... 2024 NBADraftroom.com has him going 26th overall. No, yeah. That's where they project him for. A late first round pick. That's, I guess it's okay, possible. Okay, that's where they like, can project him for, but in his current won't. rankings, that's not where he is. Yeah. So that's, he's the 2023 NBA draft class? You look on ESPN. I can't even find him here. 2023 NBA mock draft? No, it's the 2024 draft, actually. Yeah, it's the 2024. So it's in three years? I guess... What Max? We haven't had the twenty twenty draft. Or twenty twenty two, I mean. Is that twenty twenty three? Twenty twenty three NBA. It must be. Draft. That's what Mikey Williams is getting. Drafted, I know. I think. It's twenty twenty four. Yeah, I, I don't even Yeah, it's twenty twenty four. Okay. Even there better. Forty year old LeBron. There we go. No. There's also a Jackson Smith and the Jigma. Oh no, this is the NFL. Oh, but is he related to Kenan Smith and the Jigma? Probably. Probably, because uh, I don't think there's a lot of people. Wait, I don't they are a very common name. Yes. Okay, I think we gotta move on though, because like you know, that's really our cool, opinions like. are different, but mine is right, yours is wrong. Let's move on. Yeah, been I guess Nolan's favorite line. Let's agree to disagree. No, we won't. We will agree that my opinion is better than Seth's, and now we'll move on. That's funny. All right, Um, NHL. I think we can like quickly move through. Like, Carey Price is back. That's really cool. It's really awesome. He's not really gonna make an impact for the Habs though. Like, they're already out. They're eliminated. You know, just don't get hurt. Just like play a few games. Give Habs fans some hope. That's fine. Do that. 
Yeah. So, I mean, playoff matchups? Playoff matchups. Let's I think start most... off. If the season were to end were to end today, who would win their playoff matchup? Panthers That's... versus Capitals, first up. Okay. Panthers. Like, obviously, like, it's pretty much a given that, like, you kind of just have to say Panthers. They're also on a 10-game win streak right now, which is insane. They're 54-15-6. But the Panthers haven't won a playoff round in 22 years. Yeah, but, like, they're they're so good. They've never been this good. Yeah. You're right. They haven't. Not saying that it's their year, but I think it's kind of their year. the, the, The prime, like... The big name players on this team have all been the same and haven't been able to perform in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. they're gonna they're have to. Added... And plus, their goaltending is a very big question mark because, in my eyes, Sergei Bobrovsky is such an overrated goaltender because, you know, he's literally a guy that could have a record of like 40 wins, six losses, three overtime losses. The problem with Bobrovsky is that he gets completely carried by the fact that the Panthers are able to score like six goals a game because like, yeah, his true. stats, his stats are pretty average. Like they're solid starting goalie, but like they're not, they're, they're not really the type of great goalie that you want going into the playoffs. And, you know, the Panthers offense, it's going to decrease a little in the playoffs because like, you know, a, a team continuing to average five goals for per game. Like, it, it doesn't really happen in the playoffs with the extra defensive level and the level of physicality. You know, it, it's a lot harder to to be able to score the type of goals that the Panthers do. Um, so, you know, that means that they're going to have more of a responsibility on defense. And, you know, that's even maybe a little bit of a question mark. But aside from that, that means that Bobrovsky is going to be challenged more. And, you know, last year he was horrible. He was horrible last year. Like, they ended up not having him as their starter anymore at some point in the first round. And, you know, it, it's still a big question mark going into going into the playoffs. Plus, Ekblad's health is also going to be a big issue for them, you know. But I think he should be back for the first round. But, you know, it they're, they're really good. They're really, really good. However, you know... I do think that they will beat the Capitals, but the series will be closer than I think because I think the Capitals are kind of a more playoff-ready team than than Florida is. And I think Florida is going to have much more of a challenge than they're expecting. I think Panthers in six games. Yeah, I don't think it will be much of a... I mean, I definitely... I'll probably next month, I think this is one of them. Leafs, Lightning... <laughs> I mean... Leafs have won two out of the three games they've played this year. And the Except Lightning have not been good recently. They have Playoff Leafs. Looked very off. I'm not going to say Leafs in seven. But you know, like, if Vasilevsky clicks, if, Va- if Vasilevsky clicks, then this series is has a very different outlook. Okay. Let me... <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to get my hopes up at all because like that's what every Leafs fan does and it never works out. However... The Leafs this season have, you know, they have now the player who, you know, has had the best season out of any Leaf ever in Austin Matthews. He probably is already. I mean, 
maybe not. Some, I guess, older people would argue not. But in my eyes, you know, probably the best elite ever at this point, just based off based off of his pure ability. And they're coming off the best season in franchise history right now. Like, it's the first time that they've ever won 50 games. You know, they still have a few games left to play, like eight. And, sorry, six, I believe. And, you know, they're eight and one and one in their last ten. They're on a three-game win streak. They've beat the Capitals seven to three. You know, they Matthews had a hat trick against Andre Vasilevsky, which is insane. You know, so it's you never want to get your hopes up with this team, but like every year seemed to be a repeat after repeat of them finishing third, playing the Bruins in the first round, always going to seven games. Bruins would always have home ice advantage. However, this year the Leafs are better than they have ever been, and I think that just makes like the disappointment if they don't win in the first round uh, that much higher. But like, do they have home ice? Their chances, their chances at this point are better than they've oh. ever been. Yeah, so, if Jack Campbell um can perform, the series is gonna be uh, I like it for the Leafs. Um, but yeah. You know what? The Tampa Bay Lightning are built for the playoffs. And that's why they yeah. won the past two Stanley Cups. So it's probably going to be the be- best series. And I don't even... Like, I like Blues Wild a lot too, but this series is going to be incredible. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um. So next right, up... The Bruins play the Hurricanes at this point. And that's probably how it will I mean, I'm g- I'll just read you the game logs from Bruins Hurricanes. First game they played... Carolina wins 3-0 in October. Second game, Carolina wins 7-1 in January. Third game, Carolina wins 6-0 in February. So, yeah. Bruins are going to have to figure something out against Carolina because this is... Carolina in five. Fuck it. The Bruins, again, it's... are another playoff battle-tested team. So They are. However, they're... They don't have Tuka Rask anymore, who is mm-hmm. one of the best playoff goalies every year. And, you know, so that's I mean, Swayman is really good, but like he's not—he hasn't played in the playoffs yet, so it's going to be interesting. You know, some of their players have dealt with injuries. They don't have Krejci. You know, they don't have Chara. Like a lot of their biggest pieces in the playoffs every year are gone now. They obviously still have their big line of Marchand, Bergeron, Pasternak, but yeah, just Carolina's defensive system is going to be too much. You know, I think Carolina could very well win the Stanley Cup this year. Frederick Anderson has been incredible for them. Um, you know, but we'll have to see. I mean, to me, Anderson is the one who has to perform. Because, like, he's he's never that good in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. Carolina's defense is going to do their job because they always do. And they're going to score goals because they always do that as well. But it's really going to come down to, like, this year, Freddie, Freddie has he's had a great season. I think the stats have been a little inflated because of that insane defense. But he, now he doesn't he he he's not going to have that because in playoffs, you know, the defense can only do so much. But your goalie needs to be good, and so you know, I think he got a, he's been incredible. Don't get me wrong, but I think maybe he was just a little bit carried by the defense this year. So. He's really gonna have to prove that he can play in the playoffs this year. I think the so, um, I think the goal saved above expected numbers are there for Frederick Anderson. 
which would make me believe that he's he 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 is genuinely improving and not just a product of he is somewhat a, definitely a product of Carolina's defense, but he has definitely made improvements. So there's he's that. made improvements, but it's just about like he's he's always been a really good goalie who just hasn't been good in the playoffs. Absolutely. So uh, it's, it's I hope Carolina be... wins. I don't want to see Boston like. Oh, yeah, Boston yeah. make it past the first round. They have been nothing but like haunting the Leafs. So yeah, I'm rooting for Carolina. Like I, I'm rooting for Freddie. He was he's, Freddie's a good guy. Like I'm not. I I don't. I don't hope the worst for him. I hope that he can succeed elsewhere. Yeah. Rangers Penguins. How about that? <laughs> I mean, Tristan. It all comes down to if Tristan Jari is going to be in net. Game one for the Penguins because with Casey DeSmith versus Igor Shesterkin, like yeah, Pittsburgh doesn't stand that much of a chance. Yeah, I don't think they do anyway. Jari's not good in the playoffs, and the Rangers have been really, really good this year. You know, I really wanted to pick this one as an upset in Pittsburgh's favor. I can't do that. Season series, you know, I'll, I'll factor that in. Like Jari, I don't think will be in there for game one. Rangers have like Rangers have the goalie. The goalie in the playoffs is like it's key. I I I have to pick the Rangers, even though I want yeah. the upset. I, yeah, I like I'm going with the Rangers, but it's it's gonna be close because like this Penguins team has a lot of playoff experience, and you know it's there's a bunch of guys there that have won multiple Stanley Cups, so like they know how to win. Yeah. But um, you know, I think the goaltending will probably be a bit of an issue. Um, you know, their special teams is pretty good. I mean, the penalty kill is very, very good, and the power play is pretty solid as well. So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I think the the Rangers will win the series. Yep. Okay, so next up, we're going to the Western Conference uh, for Colorado versus Nashville, and I. I'm picking the Nashville Predators. Okay. I'm picking the Nashville Predators. They won two out of three in the season series. They have the goalie. They have the elite defenseman. And I think they're going to win it. Colorado has not performed in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I'm picking Nashville. Nashville wins in seven games. That is my prediction. I'm going to agree to disagree. (laughs) I think Colorado. That's that's a very bold prediction. It is. Like... But I got I gotta pick a team that I that I um I want to pick the upset. The for. We see Nashville. How would they play the Predators? Nashville hasn't even uh clinched yet. The yeah. number one seed in the whole. How NHL. would they? But I thought they can't play within their own division. I thought the wild card team is out of division. Isn't it? Uh, well then why the frick does the score have it? Is that? Wait, are they in the same? They are. They're each in the yeah, central division. No, but I think they would have to because um, because the actually the yeah, Stars yeah, and Nashville are both the wild card teams, so they yeah. have to. Okay, um, like I, I Avalanche win in five. That's that's my prediction. Like, yeah, yeah. they're the number one seed like, in the whole NHL. The their their goal differential is just absolutely insane. They're on a tear right now, and they have been all season. You know, they, they have everything. They have everything that they need. Elite offense, elite defense, very solid goaltending. goaltending. No, they have, but, they have but, good enough goaltending. 
that yeah, supports their they team do. being good. But that's that's mainly my reason why I'll just pick Nashville because I I, I think. But I mean that doesn't make that doesn't really make that much sense though. Like series can come down to the goaltender for sure, but it's like if if Colorado had a horrible goalie, then sure. But like Darcy Kemper is a very very solid goaltender, and Saros is better for sure. But you know if Colorado had a bad goalie, then it would be a different story. But they have a very good one. They don't have an elite one, but they have a very good one, and they have elite offense and defense. The The Predators have an elite goaltender with solid offense and defense. And, you know, I think the team with the elite offense and defense is who's going to win. So, I'm I'm calling the Avalanche in five. Yeah. You know, I, I, don't Saros, think, okay. I think Saros could steal maybe one game, but that's it for me. That's but, like, it. go Nashville, you know? Huh? Nashville's playoff environment is unmatched. They go crazy, yeah. and I love that for them. So, yeah. you know what, Nashville? Just do it for me. Um, Blues Wild. Um, St. Louis has swept the season series. Um, I'm a big season series guy. Uh, Blues are a great team. Blues are a playoff-built team. I don't know how much the Wild are. Again, like... I mean, Blues- all... Like I, all, I, in all I three think games, the, I think the Wild are gonna win. In all three games, they're all close games, and two of them were, went to overtime. So, and let's also how many games of those of those were played with Mark Andre Fleury as the Wild's goaltender? Oh yeah. Oh, never yeah. mind. Or no, I'll still pick the Blues, but I completely forgot about it. Yeah. To be honest, I, I got yeah. the Wild in seven. I got Blues in six. I got Wild in seven as well. It's it's going to be really close. Blues are definitely built for the playoffs, but they've been close in the standings, you know, neck and neck all year. Um, the He's Blues, just... it, it, like the the home ice advantage is still 100% up for grabs because, like, the Wild are at 101 points and the Blues are at 102. So it, it's still really close, but the Wild adding Marc-Andre Fleury just gives them the edge for me. All right. Next up, the 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 Flames would play the Stars, right? It. So I just want to say in the in the series, like the series them against each other, both in both the season series, yeah, both games were four three, and it's split one one. So for who? I got Calgary. Like it's split one one. They both won four. I have Calgary making the finals, so I do have to pick Calgary here, and I think um. The basis oh. is that um, they have elite goaltending, and they are all around a better team. Ooh. So, I mean, I, I think Calgary will win, but them making the finals is, to me, a big stretch. Because it, it, it's like the, the flame. The Flames are lucky to be first in their division. They're by far the easiest division, and they would be like not even. I mean, I, they'd be tied for third. In Western Conference, they'd be in third in the Atlantic Division. Sorry, not in the Western Conference, in the Central Division. They'd be third in the Atlantic Division, and they'd be third in the Metropolitan Division. So there's a lot of teams that are better than them. So I, I think they'll win this series, but I, them making the Cup final, I don't, I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I like. I think Jacob Markstrom is 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 amazing. 
And I think okay. that their deadline acquisitions are great. So I like the Flames. Go Flames. I do too. Yeah, I want a Canadian team to win something. Don't You're not allowed to root for other teams. <laughs> it's just like a like I like I feel good about them. Like I, I like them. Edmonton and LA at this point, though that is that could change. That could change. A lot of these could change. But yeah. we'll go off what it is right now. So, the season series, it's 3-1 Edmonton. Miko Koskinen it's, you know, is not very good. I mean, okay. To me, I think that these teams, both of these teams are going to rely heavily on their star power. You know, neither team has really That's much kind of depth flawed. at all. However, I, I, give the, I give the Kings the slight edge and the depth. But they're going to rely on their star power. And, I, you know, the Kings, obviously on paper, like McDavid and Dreisaitl and all these guys on the Oilers, like, are, should kill the Kings' uh, star power. However, those guys on the Oilers haven't been able to do anything in the playoffs, whereas the Kings' stars have all, you know, won Stanley Cups and know how to play in the playoffs and are playoff types of players. Whereas Connor McDavid hasn't shown that he can be and neither is Leon Dreisaitl. So I'm picking the Oilers. Um, I got the Oilers I, I too. Think the, I don't think the yeah. Kings are exactly playoff ready this year. I think they are, they are a very young team. They're going to have to rely on a lot of very young players, which I'm I'm all for. Like I, 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 I hope the Kings succeed. Um, but I I have to pick Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. At the end of the day, I do, um, but I think it's going to be, both these teams are flawed. Like, both these teams are kind of interesting teams in that they both have, like, large things that are make them, like, I don't really have these teams going very far in the playoffs. And yeah, I, me neither. Not, not but really in this series, I'm going to pick the Kings in six because I think their depth is going to have more of an ability to score on that Edmonton defense and goaltending. And I think their physicality is better. And I also think that their their defense and just their star power overall is enough to shut down McDavid in a playoff atmosphere and in playoff type of game. I'll go, I'll go Oilers in um, six. Um, All right. Oilers in... Yeah, I'll take Oilers in six too. Okay, I guess that's it. Yeah, let's right. quickly talk about these NFL signings. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Stephon Gilmore, two years, $23 million with the Colts. $14 million guaranteed. You know, he's still still a good player. He won the yeah. Defensive Player of the Year really in good. 2019. And, you know, yeah, he's still very good. Honestly, I think the contract is maybe even a bit low for him, so... It's a good deal for the Colts. Uh, Max or Baker? Opinions on this? Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, I like it. I like it for Spawn Gilmore. I think it's a good fit. I don't know yeah. if I don't know if I, I don't know how they'll do with Matt Ryan as their quarterback. Yeah, but like, it, it, it it's going to be an interesting I don't team. Know. But I feel overall, like could have got a better deal somewhere else. Maybe they do have a top two running back in the league. Yeah, but like the but running back's not going to do much. Like T.Y. Hilton, as is he? No, but he's not. He's, yeah, they they yeah, lost like, Zach Pascal. 
they they're not I don't I don't see them going that far. I see them being somewhere in the middle, like you know. Like I mean <laughs> like seven and six maybe or whatever the fourteen that game just, thing is. Yeah, even that yeah. Matt Ryan like old. Same yeah, thing that very old. He's not good anymore. Okay. Thirty six. Who? Yeah. Maybe they'll be like I feel like maybe they'll be like last year's Steelers. Maybe they'll just make the playoffs, but not do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Denzel okay. Ward to the Browns five years, hundred point five million. I like yes. it. I mean, the Browns they have a really good defense. What position does Denzel Ward play? He's a corner back. I'm pretty sure, and he's just been very good. And I and I really like it for the Browns to keep him for a little bit longer. And thoughts, Max? It's great. I, I mean, like being a Steelers fan, I guess not good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Max. Dealers, fine. All right. Well, well, I mean, I'm not. What if the Yankees know, sign know, a good player? No, would no, you be I'm happy? joking. I'm okay. Well, it's, it's a joke. Okay. It's a joke. It's a joke. Okay, and the Packers. Uh, Sammy Watkins, one year, four million dollar deal. I mean, not the elite receiver. replacement for Devontae Adams. Yeah, not the receiver. They should. However, Aaron Rodgers is a legend, and Aaron Rodgers is great. And, you know, he will make his receivers better. And yeah. we'll see if he makes this one better. I mean, in, 20, in 2015, he had, uh, De- uh, Sammy Watkins had over 1,000 yards. Yeah. He's in 2015, good, though. He's always injured now. He's always injured. That's and true. Another thing so is the, the draft's coming up soon. Which is Ten days. Very close. Hope that the Eagles can draft a linebacker. And the Steelers... First round pick. I wonder if it's going to be a quarterback or what. Quarterback. I think the Steelers are getting a quarterback. Yeah, probably and because their quarterback sucks. I guess speaking of Steelers quarterbacks, yeah, Dwayne we just, Haskins. We just oh. want to say that um, we are very we are we are saddened by the tragic loss of Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins, and it's just it it really is very very sad and. You know, it's um. I don't. I don't know much about the guy, but just hearing about it, you know, seeing how much of a lively personality he was, like, it's 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 truly tragic and unfortunate. And our thoughts and prayers go out to his family and loved ones and everyone in the Steelers organization. Yeah, yeah. That's terrible. Feel bad. All right, let's move on to something more happy. Our final segment now. Okay. Um, I can get us started off. I think everyone here like has a baseball player, right? Yeah, we're all doing baseball. Yeah, we're all doing okay. Yeah. So, MLB themed closing segment. Uh, starting off, I will give to Max. Yes. Yeah. This MLB player was drafted in the year two thousand. Two thousand. So, I don't know if it's current or not, but he was drafted twenty-two years ago, which means he's had a very long career. Or no, he probably isn't playing, honestly. Don't know anyone that's played for like 20 more years. Make a guess. Uh, I don't know. Okay. He was drafted by the Atlanta Braves organization. Okay. So, well, he's been playing in the league, actually, for like more like 17, 18 years. 19, maybe. And... Chipper Jones, even though it's not him. 
No, it is not. This player is a starting pitcher. I know. Does he currently? I don't know if he currently plays this player, so. I think I know who it is. I got him from from Googling. (laughs) Greg Maddox, even though he was not drafted in 2000. (laughs) This player is 40 years old. So, 40 year old that still plays. This can be looking up, by the way. And I'm assuming he still plays by you saying that. A 40 year old starting pitcher. I feel like this would be so obvious for you. I I, I just can't think right now. Last clue. Focus less. This 40 year old starting pitcher drafted in 2000 by the Atlanta Braves is now on the St. Louis Cardinals. So it's way now. Yeah, it is. It's oh my Wayne god. Max is Max loves Adam Wainwright, by the way. Guys. Yeah, I know that either. All right. So. I'll give to Baker. All right. Okay. This player was drafted by the Oakland Athletics. Um, Matt Chapman? It's not Matt Chapman. Okay. This player is the only active Major League player from the country of Peru. Oh, shoot. Is it Jerks and Profar? It's not Jerks and Profar. This oh, player was the Oakland Athletics' top prospect in 2019 oh and has God. since been traded. Oh, 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 I should get this. Mm. I'm searching something up right now. Man. Um, Let's just go with who was good. Josh Donaldson. He, yes, he was the top prospect in 2019. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know this player is. currently is a left-handed pitcher on the Miami Marlins. Oh, uh, Jesus Lazardo. It yeah. is. It's Jesus Lazardo. Uh-huh. Hey, Aldo to Nolan. Okay. This MLB player was drafted in 2004. Mm. Mm. 2004? Uh... <laughs> Oh, is this Yadier Molina? No. One of his baseball reference nicknames is Crunchwrap. Crunchwrap? Yeah. Supreme? Or just like a regular? <laughs> well, that's like a... That doesn't way. really help at all. Uh, like a, like a like crunchy, a... like... <laughs> Think of a crunchy boy. Is this a Roldis Chapman? No. This outfielder is 36 years old. Mm. 36 year old outfielder? Yeah. Is this Kevin Pillar? No. He plays for the Brewers. Oh, this is so funny. Oh, I know this is. He plays for the Brewers? Is this. Is this Hunter Renfro? It is not. His initials are LC. Lorenzo King. Yeah. Yes. Lorenzo was like 25. All right, Seth. What? He is? All right. Seth, this player was drafted in 2017 in the first round. Oh, Renfro's 30. 2017 first round? Yeah. Um, Is this Dansby Swanson? No, it is not. I know that draft. Okay, go. This player is... Cuban. 
Um, I feel like this was an amateur fan. Let's go with Luis Robert. It is not. Okay. This player has been on three teams, but three major league teams before. Cuban, twenty seventeen. So he's like twenty six ish. Um. I want to say, uh, Willie Adonis. It is not. This player is a starting pitcher for a team in the AL. Been on three teams. Uh, My dogs are very loud right now. I almost want to say Nestor Cortez, but I feel like it cannot be. Um, yeah, it's what Nestor Cortez. You got it. Oh, let's go. <laughs> it is Nestor Cortez. Okay, yeah. so we're tied. Oh, okay. So, do you say first round? Yeah, he was drafted in the first round. Um, oh, then I see. I. Baseball reference has him drafted in the thirty-sixth round. Well, why did why is that? Well, that well, Yank, well, MLB.com says round one. So that's true. Is wait what? Baker, what draft did you say he was in? Twenty seventeen. This is twenty thirteen. Baseball okay. reference. Well, it must be. Were you looking at like the wrong Nestor Cortez? No, it's the right Nestor Cortez, the one with the mustache. Trust me, it's the right Nestor. Just MLB.com. My okay. bad for giving the All wrong right. information. Right. Seth, you still okay. got it right. Now we're tied. Wait, but no, because if I just search up the 2017 draft, he's not there. Okay, Max, it was wrong. <laughs> okay, me and Baker now, tie. Okay, yeah. who's giving to? Nolan, do you want to give to Baker or Seth? Uh, I give you to Seth. And who wants to go first, guys? I don't care. Okay, Baker can go first. Huh, okay. okay. I just need to get a player. I hope I can get this like right on the spot. I want to make Seth after. All right. I'll set the timer. What do you mean timer? Wait. Oh, it's this thing again. Yeah. I got cheated out of one episode. Yeah. Yeah. Ask you that. Okay. Come on. We gotta go. Okay. I'm ready. All right. All right. Three, two, one. Al. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. NL? Yes. NL East? No. Pitcher? Yes. Uh, starter? Yes. NL West? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, is, it the, is it the Nationals? No. <laughs> no. I don't even know the divisions. Shoot. Uh, is it a Marlin? No. <laughs> I don't know is the it, division. It's NL West. I know I don't know the divisions. Final guess. Final guess. Okay. NLS is Giants, Dodgers, Diamondbacks, Rockies, Padres. Okay, Clayton Kershaw. Boom. No. Damn. Who was it? Alex Wood. <laughs> okay. okay. Bigger. You just like was I, I was confused. Can you just give the most random like? But I don't know the divisions. 
Like one in thirty seconds. I only know the AL division. All right, Nolan. Okay. I have my player. Okay. <clears throat> I'll set the time. Max, wait. Who wants to set the time? I will. Okay. I'll use my own integrity. Okay. Don't cheat. I won't. Count me down. Three, two, one. AL. No. Um, at least. Yes. Um, Braves. Yes. Um, starting pitcher. Yes. Max oh Freed. No. Mike Soroka. No. Charlie Morton. Yes. Oh my God! No, no. That's good. That's the win. Bigger <laughs> just like no, no. Oh yeah, no. No, Max. Sorry, you pitcher. also kind of like. <laughs> yeah, Max. That's your fault, man. That's your fault. You're like no, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, no. Uh, well, yeah. no, Max. No, that's a hard I, one, man. You just gave the most. All right. Clues. It's okay. No beef. I actually like that episode. I hope you guys did too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in the fun. next one. Uh, go Jays. Go Leafs. Go Raptors. Go Raptors. Go Toronto. Okay. Peace. Bye.